0: Here's to holiday traditions, the ones that started as a quick laugh but are now irreplaceable. Here's to the recipes that require grandma's mixing bowl because they just won't taste the same without it. The Chinette brand believes in spending more time on traditions and less time cleaning up. With the Chinette Crystal Comfort and Classic Collection, we can help make your holiday celebrations better for years to come. Here's to mixing timeless traditions with a few new ones. Here's to us, all of us. To find out more, visit MyChinette.com.
1: Greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome in today for episode 41 of the Podwans podcast. I am Char Char J, joined in by my co-host, Luke. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Hope everyone's doing great today. We are going to be covering season four, episodes seven, eight, nine, and ten, also known as the Umbara arc. This is one of the most favorite Clone Wars arcs in the show
2: and i am so excited to cover it today luke are you as well oh yeah it's gonna be awesome we've got a couple of uh newbies one one that's not so new to us but is new to the show Mm -hmm. um and then we've got a a, a a multiple viewer here uh with one of our other folks so uh but yeah let's uh let's dive uh let's dive into it shall we
3: let's
2: do it
1: And we're back. All right. So the first guest for today's show, this is a newbie. This is the first time that he will be appearing on the Pod 1's podcast and hopefully more in the future. The first guest is PMP's Den of Antiquities, a.k.a. Max.
4: Hey, what's going on, guys? You you, it you nailed it though. You nailed the. I know that's a mouthful, man. I saw hey. I saw it on your face. You were like, mm. "Hey,
1: I gotta read
2: plot
4: summaries." So long names aren't a problem for me. <laughs> yeah, you, you nailed it. What's what's going on, everybody? I'm happy to be here and talk stallers with you guys.
2: Um, but Max, where can the uh, good people follow you?
4: Uh, so you can follow me at. I don't know if you can see my name tag there, but um, p m p s underscore d e n. Uh, you guys can follow me on TikTok, Instagram. Uh, Twitter and then PMP's Din of Antiquities on YouTube.
2: Awesome, awesome excellent, awesome. Thank you again for coming on. Uh, it, it, like Char said, hopefully we can get you on for for more things oh, in the future. And definitely. I'm
1: I'm also excited to hear your perspective on this arc as well. Heck absolutely, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right. So our second guest, uh, I believe this is the first time that she is on the Clone Wars part of the Pod One's podcast show. Is that right, Luke?
2: I yes, I think she. Has she been on a community episode? I'm pretty sure she has. She might
1: have, but I'm not. But I, I believe that this is her first time I, appearing for the Clone Wars rewatch. Yes, I will let's,
2: say I adore her. Like she is like one of my favorite people on TikTok. Like we are Anakin stands together. I and she's backstage and she's just laughing her ass off. So I'm just loving this. Oh, we'll be bringing
1: but, her in too, and I bet she'll still be laughing. All right, yes. so let's
2: bring in
1: Miss Iggy. <laughs>
0: Can I
2: can I can I offer can I offer you an egg in this drying time?
0: Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. Oh my god. I egg so much for having me, guys. This is I'm really excited. Um I am first off shocked at how professional you both sound. <laughs> like-
2: why? Why like, is it because we act like a bunch of morons when we're in Discord? Is that what it is?
0: No, it's because... yes. <laughs> no, it's yeah, funny because it might be Char. I I just like Char, like you being like, I'm excited for this, Luke. Are you excited for this? Like it's like it's great. I love it. It, it looks like yes, I am, and I just I love this. I, I oh, think this, this is great. Yeah, betcha. Yeah, this is great. um <laughs> Thanks so much for having me on. Actually, I believe this is my first time on any episode. I don't think I was on yes. community episodes. Okay. Yes. So um. I'm I'm very excited when Luke asked me to pick some episodes back in 2018. Um <laughs> <laughs> he was like, hey, do you want to do this episode? And I was like, sure. And I was like, "He's like, what episodes do you want to do? Just, just you know, pick them." And I was like, "Okay, cool. I well, I gotta do Umbara." And I like scroll, 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 <laughs> scroll, scroll. Like, whoa, this is far. And then I had to ask him the date. I think seven yeah. times. I was like, hey, "Umbara." It, you I'm know what? So I'm sorry.
2: It's funny you say that, Eggy, because literally I had to change the dates of every single one because ah. we switched. Because we were originally on Fridays. And then we switched to Thursday. So it changed all the dates. <clears throat> so I had to change the doc at least four times. So I'm yeah. glad you asked okay. every single time. Thank so God. It, it, it's very valid for you to do that. So oh that's fair. God. That's fair.
0: Well, and and Luke, you're one of my favorite people ever, of course. Um, and Am I one of your favorite people? Oh, um, yes. there you go. There you go. There you go. Of
1: course. I
2: was like, you're going to exclude me? <laughs> <laughs> never, Char, never, never, never. Char, you, you, you don't. You you don't understand Anakin like me and Eggie do. The Anakin Okay, but we stand. live in the same region. So back it's down. True. Yeah, it's so true. do I. I live in the same region as well. So what <laughs> what's your take? Same city? Okay, there. Well in,
0: Fine, the words of Happy, there.
2: in the words of Happy Gilmore,
0: somebody's closer. Yeah, it's oh. true. It's true. <laughs> yeah. We gotta um, move up here, and no, I'm joking. Um but yeah, I'm so excited to talk about Umbara. I actually, when I rewatched the episodes, I hadn't watched some clo- any clone wars in a minute. So it was a great nice. revisit. And you guys can find me on um, TikTok at Miss Eggy and and on Twitter at Miss Eggy twenty eight. I do. Uh, but when you asked us to introduce ourselves earlier, I thought we were recording. So I, <laughs> I, I was like, I knew. talk about I, like Batman and Star Wars. Like I'm pitching myself to no one. Um. I so uh, I yeah, love it. I talk about Batman and Star Wars mostly. So you guys can find me there. But thanks for having me. Heck yeah!
2: Great heck
1: to yeah. have you on here. I'm excited to hear your perspective on the yes. umbar arc as well. Yes, and then our third and final guest. He, he is, is a returner to the Pod One's podcast. I'm not sure the last arc that he was on, but he a is. A while back, he's been on. He's been on the show quite a bit of times, and he's got great, great perspective on canon, Clone Wars, all different regions of
2: Star Wars. Not to mention, he is the Pod One's podcast trivia, Star Wars trivia champion. He is.
1: He is Let's introduce Darth Chaco.
5: Hello, everybody.
1: (laughs) Hello, defending champion. How you doing?
5: Oh, man. I was really quick. Like, as you were, like, hyping me up, I was like, okay, where's the John Cena intro? (laughs) But I wasn't wasn't fast
2: (laughs) enough. Oh, man. No, but uh, Chaco, where can the good people follow you? Yeah, um, I'm Darth Chaco on
5: TikTok, um, Darth Chaco on YouTube. Uh, I just subbed to uh to PMP, so I appreciate uh, it. Watch your career with great (laughs) interest. Um, (laughs) I yeah, just like to talk, you know, all things you know, geeky stuff, but mostly mostly Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Huge fan of Legends, huge fan of of Canon, and um, just like hanging out with all of you guys. You know, I've had. Uh, all of you, except for uh, for PMPs on uh, on the high ground, uh, which is my podcast Wednesdays at five thirty PM Pacific time. Uh, but we will rectify
2: that as well. This is like it's just the best community, you know. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. If it's not if it's not us finding a person to get on everybody else's podcast, it's Chaco or Element or. Somebody else finding somebody, and I. Which I Chaco and
1: it. Element do have a podcast called Dyad in the Force? It is live every Thursday. Uh, not Thursday, whoa. Thursday whoa! Saturday night whoa. at five p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Whoa! My bad. I was confusing are, our podcast are, with theirs. Are, this is not are, a merger.
2: You are, you are. You are. You. Wow, Chaco. Like, wait, how do you feel about him taking your thunder on that? Uh it's it's all good. I, I don't. I, also, I don't. <laughs> i don't want to give people
5: too much stuff so you can't like keep track of it so that's why i so so i I appreciate it i appreciate it yeah um (laughs) and yeah also i just i i just want to say i appreciate you guys you know i feel like uh i love how you know luke you're always promoting a lot of the smaller creators um around and you know unfortunately i don't have enough time to like do that anymore and so i i I find a lot of amazing mutuals and stuff because of it so i i appreciate
2: it no yeah definitely 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 um so before we get into the episode let's look at the chat jordy jedi thank you for joining uh black squadron podcast go follow their podcast they have a great one uh he will actually be on in a couple of weeks talking about obi-wan undercover um, Brian with the beer, Brian with the bread, Brian with the beer bread. Um, uh, then we got DarthMan86. Thanks for joining. Chris from Darkside Divas and Marvelous Divas. Go check out their podcast. They are also doing a Clone Wars rewatch. They're, uh, yes. they're actually a little bit of ahead of us. They're in season... I think they're finishing up season 5, if I remember correctly. But um, yeah, we'll always love seeing him in here. Um, Saint Pat... The man behind the banner and everything. Uh, we appreciate you for joining. Uh, but, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into Umbara. Question um, for the for the panel: What's your favorite clone battalion and or clone trooper? Anybody can answer.
5: Yeah, I know it's gonna sound basic, but Rex is is my go-to. He's just the all-around good boy. Uh, I gotta say, I got a lot a lot of love for Hauser just coming out of left field uh-huh. um, and just being the dude, you know. But uh, Re- like this this arc really reaffirms why Rex is is my dude. Um, although for the battalions, I have to go with the Star Corps just because I
2: think. Uh, mm. They look cool, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, definitely
0: feel that. Definitely feel that. Eggie. Um, so I think my favorite battalion is probably the wolf pack. Um I love nice. Flo and he's he because he treats his he treats his boys right, you know, he loves them. Um, bros Flo's bros. And I, I love Rex so much. I mean, what's not to love? I mean, who doesn't love Rex? Like how do you He's just the best. And and rewatching this really solidified, like, reminded me of how much I absolutely adore him. Um, But I think my favorite, I love Hunter. I love the Bad Batch so much. And I love Hunter. I just, just anything, just big dad vibes. And, you know, it's so cute. And so I love Hunter for sure. I think he might be my favorite
2: nice nice Mm -hmm. max so
4: Iggy and i actually have a lot of like i was like every time she would say something i was like oh that's mine too oh (laughs) you know i was freaking out um so i usually go with the 212th just because like that was like i'm i'm a big revenge of the sith fan Like obviously you see like the giant poster in the background like that's kind of what i grew up on was the prequels so um the 212th were just classic for me um and then the uh 104th the uh, like the wolf pack and stuff like that um probably my favorite armor set is wolves i want to do um i do a lot of like 3d printing if you guys follow me and stuff like that and uh i want to do um if you guys remember from clone wars 2003 yes uh obi-wan has a full clone armor but he has i want to do that but with uh wolf our, uh Wolf's armor Oh for but Plo with, Koon? but with Plo Koon and have nice gray robes <gasps> nice. Instead oh, of the brown nice that is dope Yeah oh, I want it's, it. it's one of my cosplays that I have planned but it's that's going to take some time hey, I'm um, actually
5: working on Plo's bros uh t-shirts <laughs> no, yes, yo. yes.
6: I will definitely yes. grab one of those for yes. sure. Yes. Yes.
2: Uh, Max, we're going to we're going to have to have a conversation later cuz um I I've, I've got a I've got a goal of mine about a cosplay that I want to do. So, and I might need some armor made. Let's go. Uh, I'm down. So, heck yeah. So, I might need some like lifts, boots, but <laughs> I'm sure we can we can figure something yeah, out, Yeah, we'll right? we'll figure something out for sure. We'll figure something I'm out. down.
6: Any any um, mention of 2000
2: no, 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 no. Nah. <laughs> Fuck Punk I don't give a shit. Fuck Ponkrell. This guy is the worst, but I love this freaking article. Yeah. Well Luke, that, that cosplay you're talking
1: about, you wanted to cosplay him, didn't isn't that right? Uh no. Yeah.
2: No. It's a certain it's a certain somebody that we are going to be seeing uh probably third episode of a certain show that you call Kenobi. So Wow. Third
0: so, yeah. episode. Man, you've got it all mapped out, huh? I,
2: I think we're gonna see him at the end of third episode. Wow, that's okay. my take. That's I go my into take. stuff
0: totally blind. I'm like, here we good go. For, it's like, good, I gotta,
2: yeah, good for you, Eggy, because yeah. you know, I. And we'll get into this later because we, yeah. we're going to talk about a whole lot of Kenobi later. Um, but Char, plot From summertime baby. Guess Gano. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no doubt. Lips on Tatooine. Interesting. Quinlan boss, maybe? <laughs> Char, go ahead. Plot All right. Ahead. The
1: first episode of this arc is Season 4, Episode 7, Darkness on Umbara. And here is the plot summary. War in the Expansion Region. As the Separatists tighten their grip over vital but isolated supply routes, the Republic launches a lightning strike into a remote ghost nebula to control the strategic system of Umbara. Republic forces smashed through the separatist blockade in an effort to claim the shadowy world. Nice job, Char. One out of four. So
2: <laughs> so as most people know, we usually go through the episode beat by beat, but we're going to try something new. Um, so basically we're going to hit like a little plot points of this episode. Basically the main thing, Uh, the main question that I have in the clone wars, we don't see a lot of clones versus sentient beings as it's usually just clones on droids. What do you think are the emotional repercussions of the clones fighting living beings versus their droid counterparts? Open forum. Anybody want to drop some knowledge? Go right ahead. Um,
4: I would say uh, it's like quite a bit like the, the repercussions would be like, drastically different um i've obviously like never been in war i've never killed anybody or anything like that but i can't imagine like the physical toll that some like potty would have like taking another like individual's life whether they believe in like their beliefs or not like at the end of the day that person's still like a human being or like a sentient being um and then when you have droids they're just scrap metal like they're just programmed you know like Nobody, unless you're L three, and you think all the droids are sentient. Um, yeah, you know, it's just scrap metal. You know, so it's like it's a different. You know, like I think the the clones definitely have a lot of PTSD because of all their brothers that they lost throughout the Clone Wars. But I think they would have like a whole nother form if they were having to fight, you know, human beings or aliens on like the mm-hmm. opposing side.
2: Oh yeah,
0: it's also hard because. You know, when they're not in their element, like, this is the, like, who are, so the people, the the, the the beings that they're fighting, are they Umbarians?
1: Yes. Is that yeah. correct? Umbarians. yeah.
0: Umbarians, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like,
0: they're in their element. Like, they're basically the Empire on Endor, right? <laughs> like, they're like, we're not from here, like, what's going on? And so they have to go up against... Um, the the natives of this planet, and like they and they know this planet. They know how to navigate it, how to utilize it. They're on, you know, home field advantage, right? So on the flip side, you have, you know, when they're fighting droids, it's like, well, there's no, you know, they're droids, like they have no home planet, you know, And also droids are kind of, when you sort of figure out their patterns and their um, programming, you can kind of navigate around that and fight them a certain way. And with this, like, but people are unpredictable. So that, is, that definitely presents a tactical uh, disadvantage to them as well, because now they're going up against sentient beings. And, um, yeah, like uh, Max said, there is also the emotional repercussions of, like, oh... We get that they're separatists, but we're on their planet kind of going into their space. And, um, yeah, it's definitely there's a lot of conflicting emotions surrounding that, I'm sure, for them.
5: Yeah, it's it's uh, it's, it's starship troopers, you know, like our our boys are the invading aliens. And I, I know it's just an interesting like this whole arc has a lot of just interesting turnabout where people yep. um, that you would normally, you know, think of as one way are being portrayed as as another but i think the biggest emotional impact probably comes from the decision to make them very humanoid um how that affects the viewers the the kids watching it because this is this is very different like it's it's very easy to be like yeah we're shooting robots you know but um yeah, I think that I think it was a, a great move because this also allowed them to really stretch their legs when it comes to design. Oh um, God,
2: yes.
5: There's there's a lot where they were constricted by the aesthetics that you know George had set by things, and when you like watch the behind the scenes and they talk about how they got to get really creative with mm-hmm. the technology, like they're laughing because there's no ramps or stairs or anything. These people, there's all these like weird force fields that you get in, and they rise up, and they're like, you know, they've evolved past the need for, <laughs> for, for stairs. Oh, yeah. Unlike hondo whose ship has is like a, it's like climbing the <laughs> like, ziggurat, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, absolutely. um No, but I think the most interesting part about this, like the like, especially the first sequence, like you get to see Anakin Obi Wan talk, and then, um. Uh, you go straight into battle mode like this and the geonosis arc are very close together in like the way that they are shot because like you get a lot of the shots coming close on like the gunship it's very much like you're watching a war documentary in a way um what were you guys thoughts on like the shots in particular in in this episode in this first episode beginning It was, it
5: was incredible. Like, one of the things that really always hits me, and this is, especially at the end of Attack of the Clones, is when you have the shots, and it's kind of, like, dark and hazy, and how they are illuminating things as they're flying. Wow, I just such cool shots. And then, again, stretching legs, where we had how, like, it's it's hard. It's weird to call it camera work, but it truly is, because for this show, they built... Sets and then they just filmed inside of the sets. These aren't storyboards. Uh, that was one of the big things that they advantages that they push, which makes the show a lot cheaper in the long run. Um, but like when the plant has him and he's shaking around, and the camera has that low angle and it's like moving back and forth, yes. um, the different angles that reveal the spider tank walking through and crushing things, and then the sound design behind that. Oh, man, they, this arc, you know, also, it, it unveiled a lot because there's a lot of new technology. There's a lot of new techniques used mm-hmm. in this arc for the very first time.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Eggie or Max, any thoughts? Um, yeah, the, as far as,
4: like, the, um, how it was shot, um my background is in like uh i I didn't tell you guys this but in video game design and i do like environments and stuff like that so i i usually look at environments pretty pretty hardcore and i really because this is a dark arc obviously like this is like the whole thing is like super dark um and it is super dark in the in the thing you know it's very but i really like i think they nailed like the colors like the color palette and like the tone yeah like it's just like i think that's like part of the reason why it like slaps so to speak is just because like everything is on point like the story's good the music's good the color palette's good it's very engaging um and it kind of gives you like this certain like uneasy feel about like watching the whole the whole arc which i really appreciate
2: no
0: yeah yeah it for me the thing that i think i know like it is it's shot like there's even a part where um, <laughs> I, one of the things I noticed the most about this arc was the sound design. My, it's like in it, God, like when um, Pong Krell ignites like, his sabers. Yes. And he starts, like, you know, slaying all the troopers. Like, it's like, it's so, I was just so taken aback by how crisp and clean and impactful and heavy the sound design was. Also, shout out to, I forget, I think it's in the third episode. um <laughs> To the part where the score suddenly sounds like the score from A Few Good Men. And it has, like, the trumpets. <laughs> yes. like, it has, like, the... And every 90s military movie, there's, like, the, the score is, like, trumpets. And it's, like, really emotional. And, like, it's, like, they all have the same score. But it's very impactful. Yeah. Um, and they're straight up apart. I think it's where Rex is like, he's like talking to them. He's like, we're not robots. We're not machines. We're men. And we, we don't, yeah. we don't blah, blah, blah. And like the trumpets start playing. And I was like, this is so intentional and great. Um, <laughs> it was really good. But yeah, the environments are gorgeous. I mean, there's a reason why this is one of the most popular arcs in the mm-hmm. entire series. And I think it's because everything, it's just like lightning in a bottle, everything about oh, yeah. it just works, you know? And, um, and yeah, the, the, there's the, the special emphasis on militaristic approaches to the storytelling and also how impressive it is that the majority of this arc is like them waging attacks and every attack feels fresh and new and nothing feels tired, yes. you know? And I mm-hmm. think that's that's like really cool and they utilize the environment um, so well for that. It's so cool.
5: Real quick, I just I have to add because uh, because of the trumpets that stuck out to me as well. Um, Dave Filoni said that he took that straight out of Predator,
6: Um, end
5: of Predator, where Arnold's kind of like reflecting. He's like, yeah, 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 we're 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 taking those trumpets.
6: (laughs) (laughs) We lost a lot of good men.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, but like even like talking about the militarization, like I got very much like. Um, I think well, obviously George made the prequels during during the uh, Gulf War and the and the Iraq War, and, and the War on Terror, and I feel like this arc in particular is very much a mirror of that, showing like the the clones invading a planet that like they like showing like how Chaka was saying earlier, it's, it makes you uncomfortable. Because they are fighting, not they're not fighting the typical droids. They're fighting sentient beings, and we've only ever seen them fight sentient beings in, against in Geonosis. That's it. Like bes- mm-hmm. besides that, that's it. Um. Uh. But like, it, it, I I got so many vibes because I mean, George Lucas used dog the dog fighting in World War One, World War Two. I mean, in a lot of the shots of of, uh, of A New Hope and Strikes Back, a lot of the originals were based on the dog fights uh, in World War Two. Do you think that they looked at films like Saving Private Ryan um, and and Black Hawk Down and and, and stuff like that when they came up with this arc? Do you think that was kind of an inspiration?
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. They definitely looked at war movies uh, of the, you know, of the 2000s. It's like we don't get war movies are so I can't remember the last time. I mean, Dunkirk was pretty recent, and that's kind of a traditional sort of war movie with like Mm -hmm. the focus being just on the event. But uh, oh yeah, Black Hawk Down. Yes, uh, you know the Vietnam. You know, Platoon. In Platoon had to have been a huge influence because it's also Mm -hmm. about you know the Americans going into Vietnam and being so displaced, Um, and you know, and not knowing where they are. You know, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I think it's really impressive because they. They could have done an Endor situation where it was just sort of jungle esque, but they instead kind of went for this eternal night aesthetic that I thought was very interesting, and how, just like how like how like, just um, like how off kilter everyone must have felt because at a certain point I was like. There hasn't been any daytime. Like it, it's just like night <laughs> all the time. Mm-hmm. And that must be so disorientating for them because it's like, what time is it? Oh my God, where are we? How long are the days here? Yeah. Um, and also, just, you know, them just fits the tone perfectly because it's just this eternal darkness just like this never-ending slog for these guys and i think it keeping it nighttime the whole time was perfect aesthetically and um for the story but yeah they definitely looked at war movies they had to have i mean everything from the the cinematography to just the the subject matter is so war movie all it's got war movie all over it
2: no yeah choco max your thoughts you got it choco go for it (laughs) well i mean i uh
5: Def- definitely, like I-, I don't know. This this gave me like if if you tried to make Saving Private Ryan for kids, it <laughs> would be this. It would be this arc. That's yeah. why when I was younger, I wouldn't watch this arc. I, I refused to because it just made me feel so many things. Now. I just like to like marinate in those feels, You know what I mean? Like uh, <laughs> I like to feel pain. Stop running through your tears. <laughs> but no, that exactly what you said, making it feel like it's just an endless night. Um, and then I, and I don't know if they plan all this, if they planned all this, um, but like how that echoes the line at the end where they're like, soon sooner or later this war is going to end and he's like and then what like yeah. what would we do then like their life is this eternal night I don't know it's just
2: we no, just want them to see the day yeah no you're, you're absolutely right because I mean and also think about it from a, a Senate standpoint the whole war everybody was behind the war because they weren't fighting sentient, other sentient beings yeah because the Senate was like okay we're fine with it like we're not the the separatists are being run. Uh, have a droid army. They're not going to use anybody else. Like, I wonder what the Senate had to have thought when they heard that Umbara, the Umbarans, were actually going to fight. Because I mean, that's got to be jarring for for the senators. Because it's like they're. This is not how that was supposed to go. You know what I mean?
5: Without without a camera crew, they don't care. They don't know. That's it's true. There. I mean, they were like, like Naboo got invaded and. And the trade federation's like, I don't know what you're talking about. The Santa crew or something, like, bro, like you're torturing our people. They're in camps right now. Yeah, I, I don't think they, they would care.
2: <laughs> no, probably not. You, you're probably right, uh, Max. Your thoughts?
6: Coming to Curiosity Stream. Go on an adventure, 66 million years in the making, with Dino Week, from new discoveries about the dinosaurs we thought we knew. To the mind-blowing species still being unearthed, and the controversial discovery that could rewrite history, did dinosaurs survive longer than imagined? Dino Week on CuriosityStream, and with monthly annual and bundled pricing plans, find the one that works for you at CuriosityStream.com.
4: Yeah, I mean I really liked uh, like just oh, the, all the aspects. It really does um, I don't know who said it but like Vietnam it really does pull a lot um, from that where you're out of your element like the in, the enemy's using tactics that you've never seen before. Um, it really it gets down to like the the nitty-gritty and like you know and like kind of kind of skip ahead they think that like you know the enemy's using um clones like their armor and stuff like that to to fight and all that um and they're they're not used droids don't do that you know droids Mm -hmm. don't take armor i guess they do in the um the outpost arc but those are like the more advanced one but the basic droids don't do that so it's like they're kind of just thrown a curveball and i I really like how um you kind of have to see rex kind of pause and rethink how he handles situations throughout the whole arc you know
2: no yeah, absolutely. And I mean especially with Poncrawl getting when when Anakin gets abruptly like, oh, like I feel like Palpatine was just like, all right. So, I need Anakin and it's like <laughs> this is the perfect time to do it. And like Poncrawl's like and I I so like here's the part I don't under, like I I even struggle with now. Um like is Poncrawl in it the entire time? Is, is Duku does Duku have any knowledge that Pongral is is doing any of this on Umbara. Because I feel like in the in the last episode he he reveals his plan, but it's like
1: I don't like no. It's I don't, pretty ill conceived. No.
2: <laughs> yeah. But he, he does say,
5: I'm I'm only I'm on my own side is, is what is what he says. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Which is that's disappointing right. because I would love to see him as an Inquisitor. That would be horrifying. Uh, yeah. Oh God. Because
1: I mean he does tell Rex that um because Rex is like, you're an agent of Dooku, and then he's like, not yet.
2: No, yeah. But once he right. found,
1: but once he finds out that I let the Umbarans take this, he will make me his new apprentice. So I was like, does he know him, or is he just going to be some Force sensitive? You know, kind
2: of like how Ventress was in O three. A little bit revealed herself, and he was like, okay, I guess I'll take you on. But yeah. Char, what were your thoughts on this episode? Man, that this is the episode, the arc
1: not not just the episode but the whole arc it just it just shows you how much we care about the clones the clones are because when anakin skywalker is in charge of the 501st he's very witty he's he's very impromptu with his game plan but when paon krell's like i go by the book we will do it my way uh, it it makes the makes the whole entire legion rethink their plan and their process because anakin is so used to improvising and doing all these sneaky you know behind the scenes stuff to get the upper hand on the opponents. but every single time they do that krell is you know is is on their on their case being like you can't do that you're disobeying my order how cared you do this and he's threatening people and he's the ultimate hater of clones yeah. Um, this is before this is even before his betrayal. I think it was hard case that said like he's the Jedi general that has killed the most clones in yeah. in battle or has had the most clones die during battle. Mm-hmm. So, he's just
5: straight racist. <laughs>
0: like,
6: yeah. Clones.
2: yeah, he is. For sure. Yeah.
1: And you, you but...
0: see how the like how the like Anakin's um you know, his style has rubbed off on them because mm-hmm. all of Rex's plans are very impromptu and kind of wacky. Like, he's like, we can make it work if we do this super specific thing. Like, you two go in and blah, blah, blah. But, like, there's, like, kind of this off-the-cuff, um, like, inquisitive off-the-cuff, impromptu sort of approach that Rex has to plans and that's totally that's anakin like that's cuz he's in charge of anakin's platoon and anakin's just like mm-hmm. what if we blew it up all the we blew all of this up and, and rex has to be like okay like you know um so you definitely see anakin's influence on him and his crew and how jarring it is when they kind of come into do like we got when we when we start talking about um uh pong it's it's god he's such an interesting character and and the way that this series Approaches his character is fascinating to me. I can't wait to talk more about him.
2: No, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. and
1: especially seeing some of Anakin's troops just, just watching Krell have to have to deal with some of the stuff that the Five O First would do under Anakin's command. It's just so funny. Especially the the part where they're taking the hangar and uh, Jesse and Hardcase are piloting the ships. They're like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> they're like, yeah, I yeah. like this.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And Fives is like, yeah. <laughs> you know, Anakin yeah, yeah, would be yeah, yeah. like, "Whoa!" Like... Yeah, <laughs> mm. yeah, okay. and cross, yeah. So, chart. We're done with episode seven. Let's move over on to episode eight, the general. Sorry, episode
1: eight, the last Jedi. I am kidding. It is season four, episode eight, the general. And here is the plot summary of that episode.
2: Turning the, the <laughs> <laughs> turning the
1: tide. Turning the tide. As Separatist control over vital but isolated supply routes expands, Republic forces invade a key planet, the darkened world of Umbara. In the midst of helping Obi-Wan Kenobi's battalion conquering the Umbaran capital city, Anakin Skywalker is called away to Coruscant. His battalion is temporarily placed under the command of Jedi General Pon Krell, a shrewd and temperamental leader. Krell's reckless strategy forced
2: Captain Rex to retreat with his platoons in a disastrous defeat. So, in this episode, basically, it's just the struggle. I mean, the, basics, the basic thing here is the struggle between Rex and his platoon and him wanting to follow orders with, with Krell. So, here's the question. How does Rex, Rex's trust on, in his own men shine through when breaking orders to send out two scouts? And what does this say about the bond the clones shared together? Well, um,
4: I think that it, it really plays because, you know, Star Wars is about family, right? Like that's like the, the whole thing. And I think they did that um, in, a good, like, in a good way, you know, kind of uh, Rex sees um, going back quite a few episodes. He sees uh, Cut Laquade and his family and he has to re- rethink how, you know, maybe there's more to life than just like taking orders. And I think that seed was planted in him. And then also anakin who just kind of does whatever he wants to do you know he doesn't take orders or he improvises on orders so i think that um that plays a lot um and i think rex really cares so much about his brothers to almost to the point to where he's like maybe some orders aren't meant to be like taken out aren't meant to be followed through um if it means putting my fellow brother in in harm's way
2: no yeah that's that's yeah absolutely
1: and going off of that too and you see um because when Krell and Rex have their own little um, fiasco and Rex is like, these are men, not clones. And he's, he genuinely cares about them. That's why we love Rex. It's not just because that he's a soldier and he's, you know, in charge of making sure that his soldiers and his comrades are safe. It's the fact that he wants them to be able to, you know, be themselves mm-hmm. and, the, un, and to understand that there is more to war than doing this like the, we're not programmed we're not droids exactly what he says um, to dogma in the very final episode it's it's relieving to see the growth of Rex from that's that episode on Salukami where he meets Cut Queen as Max said to now understanding that there is more to a clone than just war and it's very yeah. re- relieving to see that part of Rex being fleshed out
2: no, yeah, Eggy, Chaco.
0: I'm waiting for Chaco to go. <laughs> I, I, you
5: unmuted. You unmuted that. I know, I know.
0: It's because this mic makes sounds. Um, no, yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the development of Rex is, um, because Rex is like, I, it, I mean, let's be honest, Rex is the clone. Like he's the clone. He's the one that we get to know the most. Um, he's the one whose development we witness the most, and it's just, God, it's, it's it's seeing, like when one of the things that jumped out to me the most was when um, Krell calls him by his number, yeah, and he go and he's like and he goes what? Like he he doesn't like that hit me really hard. Like he because what's what's Rex's number?
2: I don't know. C t seventy
0: five sixty seven seven. Yeah. 67. Yeah. So yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and he and he calls him that. Yeah. And like and Rex is like, huh? What? Like he? It goes to show like how long it's been since anybody called him that. Um, and so much so that it's like, you know, it 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 honestly, I would love to hear like. I was thinking this is like just hit me like I would love to hear like a trans person's kind of sort of feeling about this because to me like the numbers really are kind of like dead names and they like reject them and they adopt their new identities and their new names because their names are how they have identity like that's who they are and so to kind of just hear the this so so Krell just straight up dead naming all of them constantly like it's just it's so like it's like so jarring and it's so uncomfortable and rex is so uncomfortable with it um but he's trying so hard to like i also like i was calling this episode these episodes like rex just being a middle manager <laughs> the hell, <laughs> yeah the hell of no, yeah. middle management because yes. everyone's like he doesn't know what he's doing and blah, blah, blah. And Rex is like, okay, um, uh, uh, okay. Like, he has to kind of, like, delegate tasks and be like, no, no, no. Like, we have to trust the big picture, guys. Like, we gotta go along. Like, it's gonna be fine. And then he's like, hey Krell like there's some problems and Krell's like screw the plebs I hate them blah 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 you know and Rex is like cool I can't tell them you said that because they'll have we'll have a mutiny but like cool I guess um so Rex having to delegate between both parties trying to keep the peace is like oof that's so hard I've been there it's hard um and then the guilt he feels like when he realizes the true intentions of what's been going on. Um, I think it really, this story really um, cements him being like, I'm putting faith in my, in my brothers first. Mm -hmm. And the, like his, his um, allegiance to blind authority is, I, I think really just completely shattered here. Like he, the rest of the series, he plays nice and he listens to the other Jedi and the other generals. But like, if it's not Anakin, like if someone tells Rex to do something, like I'm fairly certain he like looks at Anakin every time. And Anakin's like, yeah, that's good. And he's like, all right, cool. Like, you know, like he, he's kind of like, nope, my faith is in my brothers and in my leaders that care about me. Like I'm not following blind orders anymore because it's getting people, my, my brothers killed. And I just like him, that shift of him prioritizing, his brothers over just blind allegiance is so satisfying to watch.
2: Oh yeah, Jocko. Um,
5: yeah, I, I, uh, you just you just just described my life when I was a supervisor oh.
1: um,
0: at, that, <laughs> at, Circuit at my old financial. Oh no! No, no. This is in, in the financial
5: <laughs> industry in our in our company. Just kept making these like weird garbage decisions and like all right, we're going to make all the employees do this, and you're Mm -hmm. going to tell them. I was like, why? That doesn't make (laughs) any sense. Like, I can, do you want me to put together, like, a PowerPoint presentation on all the reasons why this ruling is wrong? No, we've decided to at a corporate level. Okay. And I have to go tell them and then, like, be excited about it so that they'll (laughs) do it. (laughs) <laughs> and everyone's just like this is my stupid i'm <laughs> like well, yeah. I, I realize it's dumb uh i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's oh my goodness so i got i got major flashbacks there but um no watching rex's development because there are there are things that look black and white on the surface but go so much deeper than that like even even like this this episode unveiled uh, the clone trooper is wearing new armor. Like most, mm-hmm. most everyone had these brand new armor, except for Rex. His was is just his old stuff, like taped together. Yeah, some some new stuff is like on top of it. He's, <laughs> you know, um, and does that mean that he's traditional? But just because she's traditional or values those traditions, doesn't mean he's by the book. Uh, but he's also and he does reckless things under Anakin, but compared to Anakin, he's the straight man in that relationship of Anakin's like, we're just gonna go fly off this cliff And he's like, we will die if we do that like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's really interesting to see. All these people put in the exact opposite position of where they normally would because it's when, you know, people get shaken up. It's when change happens that you get to see them grow, get to see what would happen if they can't function kind of on autopilot. You know, and I, I loved it.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Jar, that's it for episode eight, the general. Now on to episode nine. All right. Episode nine, the rise of Skywalker plan of this. descent
1: all right all right plan <laughs> of descent plot summary invasion and in peril republic forces struggle to take umbara a hostile planet completely enshrouded in darkness jedi general pawn krell and captain rex lead a battalion against a constant attack by a brutal enemy krell's aggressive and reckless strategies backfire killing many clones despite the jedi general's dangerous tactics Captain Rex's squad successfully captures a critical airbase. This further fuels the mistrust of Krell's leadership, dividing his men.
2: Good job, Char. You've done really well with these, and I feel like this new this new way of doing it is going to help you with your with, with not be so off kelter You know, it is numbers. helping. it is helping. You yeah, know, you don't have to talk much. You, you just you just go with it. Um, yeah, but first. Yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, so like last episode, um. I mean, the, Rex does uh, definitely trust his troopers to go out and take out uh, the, the base, which ends up working uh, in their favor. Um, now, the question for this episode is, this episode highlights the abilities and unique personalities of the 501st. If the clones were split up and given to different to a different general at the beginning of their service, would they be as successful? How much of their talent came from Anakin's leadership?
4: Um, I mean, I think, I think it really depends on like how you define, um, successful because I think, um, Anakin's like ability to adapt to the situation, um, as far as like from what we've seen is like the best of like any Jedi, like he can adapt to any situation fairly quickly and, and get out with, I would say most of the time, minor scrapes and bruises for the most part where you see some other jedi uh throughout the clone wars kind of struggle in that area so if it's like adapting to the situation i would say maybe not but i do think that there's a lot of other jedi out there that have different perspectives and different um ways that they look at things that could maybe heighten their senses and other other areas at least the clones and other areas but i think as far as, like, adapting to a battle scenario, I think Anakin was probably the best at it just because he had so much natural talent of being a warrior and thinking on your toes and stuff like that, which you don't see a lot from um, a lot of the other Jedi in the Clone Wars show.
2: No, oh, yeah.
0: I think that there's definitely, like... Um, first off, Max, it was so funny because, like, when, when the question was posed, is like, you know, how do you think they fared? Like, you know, basically, like under Anakin, how do you how different would they be? And when you were like, when it comes to Anakin, it depends on what your definition of like accomplished <laughs> is. <laughs>
6: what is accomplished? When it comes to
0: Anakin it was just really funny. But it's true. I think that Anakin, Anakin's emotionality is best exemplified on a battlefield like we see kind of the negative aspects of his very emotional personality in his personal life Mm -hmm. and kind of like in his marriage and sort of how it affects him eternally but the thing about Anakin is that his his emotionality and Anakin Skywalker to me is like I I I know I'm sorry I'm but I got to go full astrology. I don't even know when his birthday is, but he's like such a Scorpio to me. Like he's so Scorpio to me. Like he's like just has a lot of emotions and like but if you apply him in the right situation, that <laughs> like can be can can work to everyone's benefit. And um the emotionality he shows in battle is the perfect landscape for for him because I think that the way that he treats his battalion is so different from the way other Jedi treat their battalions because Anakin has a lot of attachments. And when Anakin meets people, he's like, "Are you my friend? <laughs> like, we're friends now," you know, like it's so <laughs> I I always I was thinking this 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 arc made me think about how like if everything went didn't go, you know, freaking, you know, ass up, you know, fucking Jesus Christ. Like if everything mm-hmm. went the way it was supposed to go and let's say the republic won the war and there was like you know oh what are we going to do with the clones now anakin skywalker would personally like see to it that every one of the clones in his battalion would be relocated to some sort of place or situation that benefited them and made them happy like he would be very involved and like He'd get Rex an apartment and be like, we're gonna go and hang out. Like he would like like have a relationship with his clones after the war. He just comes off that way. He really cares about these guys. Yeah. And um, and I think that under his leadership, it led that's why Rex is so emotionally intelligent and that's why the other cl- his clones are so emotionally intelligent or at least like, you know, as soon as like anything starts becoming kind of suspicious with with Krell, you know, the 501st collectively is like, something's wrong. Like, he's he's suspicious. Like, I don't like this. Like, and it, it's, it, it's not because he's new no. and they don't know him. It's because they're like, something's wrong. Like, something's just wrong with this guy because mm-hmm. he doesn't care about us and Anakin cares about us. And, and it's like, they all know something's fishy and so does Rex. So like, under Anakin's leadership, they have a lot of emotionality. They're very emotionally intelligent and they just know when something's off. And... I think that under a different leader, like, they all would have had one really great war careers, but I don't think, I don't know if they, as a battalion, would be as close as they are, you know?
2: Yeah. No, that's, and you know what's funny? Uh, His sign, his official sign is a Scorpio.
0: Is it? I fucking knew it. He, <laughs> got, he's a Scorpio,
6: <laughs> yeah, through Scorpio. and through. And Aggie, hey, that was
1: so funny that you mentioned that um, Anakin would, you know, get Rex an apartment and everything, and would go hang out with them. <laughs> well, I like, what would Plo and his bros like? Would they just be down in the Uscro district, just chilling at Outlander they, Club, they just get, going to yeah, having some Death they,
0: Sticks? They'd get a farm and they'd all like live there together. And it'd, be, it'd be like a frat house. It'd be like a frat house. Like he'd be I, like, "I, Plo Koon would be like, I got us a house," and they'd be like, Woo! They, are, they,
1: "They They start challenging each other in father racing.
0: I, I <laughs> feel- and, and, and then uh, Wolf's
1: I, like, I bet I could beat you. And then Paul's like, "Would you like to try and prove your thing?" <laughs>
5: uh, uh, Oh no, I just, I just feel like okay. Anakin needed to leave the Jedi and just form a private security company with the Yes, with first. yes. Um, <laughs> and and that's that's like a, a show I need. I also agree with Plo on a farm, and yes. their farm would be neighbors to to Embo's farm, and and they would just like do pranks and stuff on Embo all day. <laughs> oh my god,
0: that's so funny. It would, uh, it would be called Skynet. Uh, yeah. I- <laughs> <laughs> except it wouldn't be calamitous although Anakin Skywalker would probably be like we're going to be your private security company and then they like blow up the building and he'd be like oh sorry fortunately my wife is very rich
5: so <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> um, <laughs> no, no but I, I, I agree and disagree to an extent because a lot of what we see it's very interesting with clones because of the whole nature versus nurture argument when uh, in these episodes, when they're sneaking into the, to the airfield hard case, he's like, why are you so amped up and trying to shoot things all the time? And he's like, yeah, I I just like, there was like a a leak in, in my, in my chamber. And you know, I'm all, you know, it makes
1: makes me hyperactive.
5: Yeah. Yeah. But that type of thing happens um, is, is part of all of them, right? So even before joining these, these squads, we, we do see very different personalities. We see them heading out in different tra- trajectories. Mm-hmm. And we also get some of these things from, like, Waxer and Boyle and these other people in other squads. Now, it's the pressure, like, the tension that they're put under that really accelerates that change. And I think that um, Anakin was a pressure cooker for for that sort of thing so i think they they probably grew and reached their separate furthest points faster under anakin than they would under someone like obi-wan who's going to like 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 when they're in the middle of danger and like you are going to die like you have to like figure things out really quickly Mm
6: -hmm.
5: and i feel like they're less in that situation or there's more with Obi Wan, they're absolutely in the same situation, but they planned yeah. for it a little bit more. Yes.
2: Yes. Where Anakin's just like, all right, we're in this situation. We're just going to roll with it. Yeah. Obi Wan's like, the worst case scenario
5: go. <laughs> is going to be this. And that's absolutely what happens every yeah. time. <laughs> but, but he said it first, so it's it's okay. It's okay, I th- yeah. I think
4: a good example of that is uh, in season seven when Anakin's right just back. like, what are you doing? He's like dodging all the bullets and stuff like that. And the 212th is like, they're sitting there like uh, in cover and uh, all the 501st are like underneath with all the jet packs and stuff like that. I think that's a really good uh, representation of the question that, that you're asking of how like different generals kind of lead mm-hmm. their, their armies and the no, ideology yeah. behind
2: it no yeah we'll definitely there's yeah. a there's a question later that 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 is definitely uh is is a good one to think about for jedi generals in particular and about how each one leads their their platoon differently um like but... obi
0: obi wan's troops are the least surprised battalion like yeah. they're like yep yep like they're not surprised by anything like they're like <laughs> no. we planned for this and like and like you know the 501st is just like you know what if we use fire? He's like, dude, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. What if we use this? Come on, it's gotta work. Um, but uh, that's that's it for uh episode uh wait yeah episode, episode nine. Episode nine. Uh, Char episode ten.
1: Oh, this is where the fun begins. All right, I'm not talking about the plots. So we're talking about this episode. <laughs> yes. uh, all right, season four, episode ten, Carnage of Crow. While fighting to control the darkened world of Umbara, Anakin Skywalker's battalion is temporarily placed under the command of Jedi General Pond Krell. As Krell's disastrous strategies result in increasing casualties, his men begin to turn against him. Captain Rex struggles to balance loyalty between his commander and his fellow men. Under his watch, Fives and Jesse disobey Krell's order, resulting in their court-martial.
2: So a little bit of context. Um, uh, last episode, uh, um, hard case in uh, Fives and Jesse, uh, go to the. They get, they get a little get, trigger they, happy. Yeah, they get a little trigger happy. They go and takes take the Umbaran ships, go into and destroy the the base that uh, is. Well, they there. didn't mean to destroy it. Yeah, they, they didn't uh, mean to, but like they were
1: trying to get a trying to get attuned to the um, flying the Umbaran ships so they can use yeah. it against them but you know
2: no yeah it's it's it, it's pretty tough they get court-martialed for um taking the ships and destroying the the main ship to where it was giving them problems um and like here's the question so we we go through this like the I think I believe it's the beginning of this arc is where we see the uh the tragedy of of uh of the clones figuring out that it's themselves,
6: mm-hmm.
2: um, that hits so hard because in the beginning of this series, you're like, "Oh, you're gonna meet these these different clones," and like now you think whenever you see a clone, you're like, "Well, that one's gotta." They, they all have personalities now, and we see Waxer end up dying from in, Waxer from the two twelfth who had saved the the Ryloth, the Twilek girl in the Ryloth arc in yeah which is one, a,
1: which is a painting on his helmet as well which
2: is a painting on the helmet and which we get to see her again yes I yes. believe her name
1: is Nuna yeah yeah
2: Nuna yeah. Nuna um so I mean like talk about that a little bit before I get into this question like like what what was your reaction to the the I mean it, it, it's probably one of the darkest parts of this entire series in my opinion um what were your guys' thoughts on that whole scenario happening and then it finally clicking with rex of like uh this is not this is not good
5: emotional damage yes
2: <laughs> yes to the umpteenth so. degree
4: uh i um as much as i hate that i love that scene because it's like you know you you get those like heartstrings being pulled but it's such like
6: For the holidays, get the gift of curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com slash gift.
4: When they really, they're like, oh, no, like, oh, no, you know, and then like, you know, their clones die. And then he's like, um, I forget what uh, what he says to Rex, like right before he dies but he was um,
2: like we were told who he rex asked who told him and he said we were sent by uh, uh general Krell. yeah yeah and, it's and just like you can just see it on his that's, face that's the moment it flicks for rex like mm-hmm. bro yeah no i don't like i everybody was right i should have been listening to them and that's when it flicks in his mind and he's like oh god this is not this is this is not okay
4: yeah um, it really it really turns on you um and one thing I wanted to say, uh, also that I meant to mention earlier is, oh, yeah. uh, R.I.P. Hardcase. Yes. Like, yeah, that was so, like lived, like lived to fight another day, and it's just like done. I'm just yeah. like, oh, oh, like what? What he said before on? that
1: was pretty cool too. Is like. For the five oh first, yeah, for the Republic, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> watch those wrist rockets, it's, it's, watch oh those wrist rockets. yeah, watch those, yes. Uh, OG <laughs> Battlefront Battle Two is the best, down. and nobody can tell me different. But um, yeah, it's it it's tough. Eggy, what were your thoughts?
0: Uh, the thing that really stuck stuck out to me is like like also like the single tear that goes down his face as he dies is like yes. oh my god and. And the, the guilt that Rex must be feeling is he's like, everyone told me and I didn't. But like, but again, like, I don't blame Rex for thinking the way he thought because we'll get to that because like, it, like we'll we'll get to Pong Krell, like and how interesting he is. But it's like, but also the thing that that jumps out to me so much is the fact that like is like Rex darts out like there. It's full fire. It's like full firing and he rips his helmet off. The second he realizes it, he runs out into the battlefield screaming, like, no, my God. Like, like he's, like, the absolute desperation of, yeah. of his actions is is brutal. And then when, you know, the other clones, you know, see him running and, like, waving his hand. Like, it's like he could have easily, like, it's, it's like I know it's easy because, like, we all know Rex isn't going to die. Like, it's Rex, right? But, like, like... Like, dude, it's full fire, and you just ran out in the middle of the goddamn field, like screeching and 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 begging everyone to stop. And it's like yeah. he could have easily been shot down, and he but it, it, he knows it, and he's like, "I have to stop this as soon as possible. If I die, I die. I, it doesn't matter." And um, man, it's just it's so devastating, powerful. I mean, yeah, it's so powerful.
2: Chaka, yeah.
5: I mean, al- al- along with that, uh, so we get we get hard cases sacrificed in the previous episode,
2: mm-hmm.
5: but he, but he did it for the 501st. He did it because he knew how many deaths he would prevent for, for his other people. Yeah. We have this moment with Rex. He doesn't care about himself. It's an entirely selfless act. And, you know, before he's following orders and the orders are, this was the first time where it like was very blatantly across the line. All the other ones could have been argued; they could have been questionable, especially mm-hmm. when we have like Obi Wan call in and be like, "Okay, we, we need like this depends on you taking this thing," and he's like, "Yeah, we're just gonna march right up the front door." <laughs> like, that's a bad idea. We don't have time for anything else, and and there are certain cases, you know, like like that. It's yes. um where we can't land until you guys do this thing and and so on and so forth. But they they don't they have no problem dying in this war. They really don't. They just want their deaths to mean something. They want yes. their lives to mean something. And you know, having this art just like sit there with, with the clones, you know, and be mostly devoid of Jedi is just really Fascinating, and how we we kind of get to that, you know?
2: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. My, my,
5: my, uh, <laughs> my headcanon is that, is that waxer diet of a broken heart.
2: <laughs> oh, God. But um, so. At, possible. Yeah, yeah, certainly possible. <laughs> so, the ending of this arc begs the question of actions and consequences. Many of the choices the clones had, had to make were overshadowed with the threat of getting in trouble. If if you were Rex, if you were in Rex's shoes, would you have turned on Krell sooner?
0: See, this is the question though. Like this is like why this is so difficult because the fe- like the way that Pong Krell is presented in this arc is so interesting because we've never seen this happen yes. before. Not mm-hmm. and I and I mean I'm sure at some point in something like this is like something similar has happened but like in the Clone Wars this is such a foreign concept Pong Krell is a Jedi general yeah why wouldn't Rex trust him like he's like yeah no like he knows what he's doing it's okay and also the show sets up Krell like the way that episode one ends you think like oh Krell's just a hard ass and like yes. by the end of the arc like we're going to learn the meaning the real war was the friends we made along the way You know, like, <laughs> it's set up in a way that makes you think that that's where this is going and that like oh Krell's just a hard ass and he's going to have his heart worn by the 501st because these are our good old boys and blah 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 whatever and, it, and, and Filoni and the writing team pulls that and they pull that and they pull that until by the end, I'd say most people by the end of episode two are like, no, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Like, that's not how this is gonna go. But the end of episode one really tees it up to make you think that, like, oh, Krell's Krell will come around. It's gonna be okay, he'll come around. And it's like, and then when he doesn't, and you see a Jedi knight turn on on everyone, it's so jarring, and you don't expect it, you know. Yeah, and um, and so with Rex, I don't blame him for going along. I I, I understand his perspective because he's like, no, it's the Jedi. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, every Jedi is different, and I like some more than I like others, or what, or you know, I, you know, whatever. But like, no, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And then, but I I do think that um, if I was Rex, I think I would have turned a little earlier. I think I I think, I don't know. I'm I'm a I I'm like anytime my my biggest thing is like anytime anything's unfair like I get really uppity like I'm like that's not fair like I get like I'm very like tuned uh-huh. to like like personal injustice and the injustice being shown to my friends so um if if all my guys were talking to me and they're like no we don't like this guy you know I think I would have come around a little sooner but I don't blame Rex I he had yeah. every he he's like not. Everything tells me that this is fine, and then it's like until it's not fine, it's not fine. And everything's terrible.
2: Yep. Uh, uh either one. A, a, anybody else? Would you have turned sooner?
4: Uh, I mean, I think I would probably be if I had to pick. I'd be somewhere in between, kind of like Fives and Rex, because Fives like kind of was like, "Hey, man, this is wrong. Like, we need to do something about it." Like, yeah, you know, he, he's like that constant like reminder to Rex cuz Rex is like hey 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 like let's let's play this out. He might have a weird way of doing things, but let's just see where it goes. Um and I um would not I'm kind of like he is like when you uh when when I, when there is like um injustice or something like feels wrong, like I'm very quick to be like, i oh, will screw that." Like I'm not doing that. Like get out of here, you know? So like that's why I say I'm kind of somewhere in between, I kind of would toe the line between somewhere between Fives and Rex. I don't think um, in that scenario either of them are wrong. And like Fives kind of wants to do something immediately and Rex is like, hey, hold up. I see kind of both sides of the, you know, kind of of the spectrum. Um, So.
2: Yeah.
5: Choco? Whew. it's it's hard because i i just could never see myself in a position where i would be rex like i feel like i would be fives of like people are telling me to do this thing and i'm like
6: I'm i am not know. gonna do it <laughs>
5: <laughs> um although i would say i would probably be selfish and just have defected by myself <laughs> 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 so like screw this i i ain't doing it man um yeah, yeah, I it it really does make you know like I said though it does make sense, you know, how how much they went along with it. Uh yeah. it's one of my favorite things about Star Wars cuz Star Wars is at its core about justice. It's about social yep. justice really. Mm-hmm. Um because you can tell what's who's going to win or lose or who's the good guy or bad guy based off of Do they care about people that would be perceived as beneath them? You know, how do they care about little people and, and droids and stuff like that? And and that's the determining factor. And, you know, I can't say if I was in the Star Wars universe, I would immediately know that. But I'd be like, yeah, he doesn't treat us with respect or care about us at all. Like, you know.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough because I mean, he is, he is between a rock and a hard place this entire arc, but uh, he finally makes the right decision, and I think it's awesome that uh, Dogma is the one that kills poncrow Like, I think that's amazing. And um, are
1: we not going to acknowledge one of the? I would, in my opinion, the the most badass scene in all of Clone Wars—that five seconds of them marching up to the tower. With the score. Oh, yes. and the his <clears throat> helmet, the... yes, yes, I love that. It's I like, love oh, it. And the I mean, build up.
2: yeah, the buildup and then like crawl going ham is is great. I'm also, voice actor. Oh, I mean, yes
0: I to say like who does his voice? I meant to look it up and I forgot. Yeah. Oh, He's
5: incredible! Uh, he was. Uh, you were just playing Arkham Knight, right? He's Lucius. Yeah. Oh, Oh, he is Lucius Fox.
1: Voice actor is uh Dave Fenoy.
0: Oh, nice! Because I was
5: in there.
1: That
0: does make sense because I was like, he sounds kind of familiar. Like, yeah, because yeah, Arkham Knight. He's like, hello, Mister Wayne. And then Bruce is like, can you make me this thing? And he's like, sure. I got all the time in the world. You asshole. Fine. Here's your ship. (laughs) (laughs) It's really funny. I like. I like Lucius in the game but um but yeah he's also I'll just keep running your company for you can i get a raise or something like (laughs) bruce is like find this for me and he's like okay it's gonna take me a minute you billionaire dickhead like anyway um but also what my my other favorite thing is like what the hell was krell's plan like he was like i'll just kill all of them that was honestly his plan he's like i'm just gonna kill all of you like I'm just gonna just kill all the clones e- e- ever on this planet, and I'm like, dude, like, and I, which also like just shows his hubris, and yeah. also shows like to like Brandon. I think you and Pep talk about this all the time. How like the dark side makes you stupid, and <laughs> I, and he's like, yeah, yep. this is yeah, I'm just gonna do this, and it's like, dude, no, like they're not, they're gonna get you, you idiot.
1: Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> crawl, will crawl some- Oh,
5: oh,
1: oh I, I'll go first. So the idea that so the idea that clones are all disposable, Krell takes that idea and m- puts it tenfold. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
5: I think though the his his plan is interesting to me because it mimics um, the Matthew Stover, yes. of the Sith novelization, Dooku's plan, just yes. on the opposite side of like, yes. all right, then they'll come and they'll take me in and then I'll defect and then. Then they're going to give me my own army and 72 virgins. And you're
2: like, yeah, pretty much,
5: bro. This is, this is not going to go the way you think.
2: Yeah, um, no, 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 not at all. Not at all. Um, but so that is the end of the arc. Uh, got a couple of questions as an overall arc. Um, uh, Krell says that he does things by the book. This serves as a direct correlation to Anakin and Obi Wan, who are notorious for doing things, uh, doing things their way. So, another Jedi that is very by the book is also uh, Luminara, is known for following the code. Why are they perceived uh, as being different, uh, Luminara and Ponkrel, in that aspect?
0: Like, what's different between the two of them? Between the how... two Jedi
2: of how they, because they both go by the book. Mm-hmm. But Pong Krell, like, what's the difference between Luminara's by the book and Pong ah. Krell's by the book?
5: Can you imagine being Pong Krell's
2: Padawan? <laughs> oh. Oh. What? You're making me jump up to, like, you're around Kashyyyk. You two are on a uh, mission to Kashyyyk, and you have to jump a huge tree, and you can't make it, and he's already at the top. He's like, You can get up here! Get up here! <laughs> and it's just like what the hell
5: Uh, for 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 me, when you say by the book, my mind actually goes to Mace first, to Mace Windu oh, okay. first. And when you watch the very first episode, you could see them being similar. Like I feel like this is how Mace Windu would be on on the battlefield. But if you go back to season one and you see when, uh, you my know. Love. I, yeah the, the Ryloth arc and then you see you know how he saves those troopers who are falling inside of the the ship thing and like mm-hmm. just takes down everyone and gently sets them down um, you see how he interacts with the separatists and stuff and you see how he uh, so by the book like can mean a couple of different things like it means Like, I mean, not not a couple different things. It means by the book. There's a lot of other stuff that goes separate from the book. Like, you can be by the book and you can hate everyone and you can make everyone hate you and be by the book. You could be by the book and, like, make unpopular decisions, but you're doing it because of this reason. And you Mm -hmm. can be comfortable and secure in that. And I think that's the difference. Like, Gotcha. Or you could use... The book as a scapegoat to be a really
2: crappy person, aka Punkro. <laughs> punk yeah, I, I was more
5: thinking about uh, someone that recently reviewed Queen's Hope and then held up a book, uh, to hide his uh, bigotry
2: behind. It. Uh, oh my god, <laughs> that's a whole, yeah, yeah, that's a whole no, separate no, thing. no, 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 yeah, we don't support people like that. Sorry, um. But Eggie, Max, your guys' thoughts on Luminara's way of, of, of saying, of, of leading in Ponkrell's like, by the book, I guess I should say?
4: Uh, well, I think it's also a matter of, like, perspective. Like, you know, you get Obi-Wan saying, like, everything from, like, a certain point of view. You yeah. know, um, every, every Jedi has a certain point of view of what the, what the book is. And I think um, the difference kind of between Pong Krell and Luminara is I think Luminara is more, like, selfless. Mm-hmm. and Ponkrell kind of is, like, an elitist. You know, he has has a chip on his shoulder, um, which I think you could even make the argue um, that Mace Windu also kind of has that more, like, elitism in him. Um, but he also has selfless. He's not like Pong Krell in that. But I think there are some Jedi that were by the book that were like, um, I go by the book, you know, I have the Force, I'm powerful, like, I'm better than you. And I think Pong yeah. Krell is, like, the perfect example of just being, like you're nothing to me because you're you can't match my power like in the slightest. No, oh, yeah. Eggy?
0: Yeah, it's like I mean to, to max's point like I immediately thought of like the scene in um you know when they're talking about when Rex is trying to justify or defend Krell's plan and he's like you know he's like oh you know it's not the same as you know it's I mean, he's going to be different from Anakin and um and the the troopers say yeah but when commander Skywalker Has a plan. He's out there with us, leading with us. He's out. He's the first one out there. You know, Krell just hangs back. And I imagine that a lot of the other Jedi that are by the book, like Luminara and Mace, you know, maybe they're, you know, they're they're also you can be by the book and they would be by the book, but they'd also be out there with the men.
2: Like they're
0: out there, like with the leveling the playing field, of being like I'm here with you. And it's like also that's what inspires confidence in a leader is if they're willing to put themselves out there with you. You know, and it's like. And by the book doesn't necessarily like, you know, he's, he, you know, when Kral says it and he, he kind of gives it this negative little, you know, in the, in the mind of the viewer, but it's like, I don't mm-hmm. think that's fair because like as, as good of a leader as Anakin is, you know, that emotionality can still get in the way because like, if you're in the battlefield, like you can't, you know, you can't go back for everybody all the time. You kind of have to kind of set your emotions aside and get to the task at hand and yep. I think Mace and um, Mace is really good at that. And Luminara also is like really good at that. And, you know, and it makes me think of how, you know, just talking about Mace, like I think about how in like the in F season, the last season, I don't remember what episode, but uh, it's uh, he they're fighting. He's with Obi-Wan. And yes, um, and he says and he says, get the men out of here. Like yes. he's gonna, he'll he's staying. Like he's like, I'll stay. Get the men out. Like get them out. Get them to safety. And it it really yes. shows that like, you can be by the book. You can be kind of straight laced and kind of like you know we do things a certain way, but also be prioritize. compassionate. Yeah, be compassionate. Yeah, exactly. And prioritize life. So, oh, I yeah. think that I would much rather be doing things by the book with luminara and mace than i would with krell (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm.
5: so i i you saying that makes me want to add one one more thing because just just like you said it's that selfless nature of like i -hmm. will lay down my life for these people and Mm -hmm. we see we do see that in in mace and like in luminara it's almost like she's like everyone is equal Therefore, no one matters.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, unfortunately,
5: <laughs> A, which you know, which she she very much includes herself in that. You know, she would absolutely sacrifice herself. You mm-hmm. know, yeah, um, absolutely. Sometimes, you know, if uh, it ends up in bad circumstances, yeah. but Ponkrell would never. He he would never. He would be like, I will burn this entire planet to the ground ground and smile. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, just to spite
0: you. Yeah, when Barris and Ahsoka are buried and, and after five seconds, Luminar is like, they're with the force and Anakin's like digging them out he's like will you yeah. help me you idiot and she's like no they're just they're gone they're
2: gone Anakin yeah, and he's like yeah.
0: screaming at her and it's yeah. like yeah there can definitely be like uh some negative aspect yeah but at least she includes herself in that Krell is like yeah. I'm at the top and all of you are at the bottom you know <laughs> pretty like, much Ugh. yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, uh, I would
1: just say that it was it's pretty easy. The difference between Luminara and Pawn Krell is that one has malicious intent
2: and it's yes. pretty easy if you can take a guess who has it or not. <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely. Chart. That so that's the end of the discussion about the arc. Let's uh get into uh your three interesting facts.
1: All right. Three three interesting facts about a certain clone wars that you didn't know about until now part 23 the umbara arc edition fact one blink and you'll miss them during the plot summary of the darkness on umbara episode you can briefly see barris offee and ahsoka tano in the space battle over umbara fact two the basilisk jedi as you might know Pond krell was not the first basilisk jedi master designed for the series For the second season of The Clone Wars, artwork exists from Killian Plunkett of Master Plunkiel, a character who was ultimately not seen in the show. Fact 3. Sergeant Oppo's design. Sergeant Oppo's name derives from the clone commander that accompanies Anakin Skywalker on the march to the Jedi Temple during Order 66 as seen in Episode 3. This is the same character earlier in the timeline prior to the promotion to Commander. The arrow shape on his helmet is a nod to the character Appa from Avatar The Last Airbender, a show series supervising director Dave Filoni previously worked on. And there you have it. Those are the three interesting
2: facts about the Umbara arc. There you go. And now it's time for the ranking of the episode. Uh, basically bad, youngling bad, pad one okay, Jedi Knight good, Jedi Master great, uh, Grand Master Chef kiss. Um, dang it, we lost Eggy. We'll get her back, though. I guarantee you. Uh, Max, you being the newbie, what would you rank this, uh, this episode?
4: Uh, I mean, I it, it's pretty easy. Chef's kiss. I mean, yeah, the, the, it's it's just it's great. You know, like yeah. it's, it's it's an easy one for
2: me. Yeah, Aggie, what's your ranking?
0: Sorry, I, I cut out right before right as you were saying the rankings. You said. What Padawan, were the ranks?
2: Mm-hmm. Youngling, youngling, bad. Padawan, okay. Jedi Knight, good. uh Jedi Master, great. Grandmaster, Chef, Chef's Kiss.
0: Um. Ooh, I mean, I, I, I'm somewhere in between, like Chef's Kiss, and like, you know, and what was it? Like Grant, Grandmaster so, is great. So, so,
2: so, so Jedi Master is great. Grandmaster is Chef's.
0: Kiss. Okay. I'm somewhere between Jedi Master and Grand Master, I think, because, like, this is basic. And this is me, just, I'm the type of person, like, has to find something constructive, something, some sort of constructive criticism with everything, just because, like, that's my brain. But, like, I do think that this could have probably been three episodes. Like, it didn't really need to be four. Like, it. there's a lot of repetitive, it's like, it always feels fresh and exciting, but there is some repetitiveness Like, it is just, like, uh, four episodes of everyone being, like, Rex, this guy is sus, and Rex going, no, no, you know, and it just kind of does that over and over again. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So I do think that, like, and it's always engaging and interesting and compelling, but like it, there when i was thinking about what happens in each episode i got some episodes mixed up like i was like wait mm-hmm. does that happen episode 3 or episode 2 or 1 or wait like i i was having trouble placing events mm-hmm. so i do think that this probably could have been um three episodes but i mean this is one of the most beloved arcs for a reason it's so good and it's perfect i mean it's great and um and yeah so definitely um a, A, I I, gi- I give it an A. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so okay. If, instead of an Jedi A plus, an, an A. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jedi Master.
5: Okay. Jocko. Aggie's too cool to use your your ranking system. I know. <laughs> I yeah. Just yeah. Yeah, yeah. She is. Yeah. She's, just yeah. Confused. She's like, screw this. I don't care about your rankings, <laughs> no. Luke.
2: I'm giving it an A. Not an A plus. An A. I don't care. It's like me at
5: Starbucks when I can't remember the sizes.
2: <laughs> the big one grande are you talking about grande or
0: super (laughs) size to be fair the sizes make no sense because grande means large in italian but it's medium it makes no sense i don't blame you (laughs)
5: Uh, um for for me this episode all right so i i've i've uh, I'm, i'm one of those people that i believe that the best part of star wars is the books and i've just read gobs and gobs of them especially in the expanding universe so for me like i've had my fill of like that's the skywalker stuff yes you know so i thrive whenever we have stories that make star wars either broader or deeper either we dive deep into the well of the Force, and like you just give me some mind-bending lore that's just gonna like make me cry or we branch out and we tell other stories not related to any of the stuff we know or in new places or in new formats. This just absolutely, (laughs) this absolutely like uh, gave us that we, we got a lot more depth on, on our favorite troopers and we got them in an interesting setting and a role reversal that, I I know it was just spoke volumes. And that's why, you know, when you first started this podcast and we're like, we're looking for people, I was also one of those people back in <laughs> back in twenty fourteen who said <laughs> <laughs> who said Umbaran arc. Absolutely, Umbaran And I was like, Can I can I be on an episode earlier than that then? Because I
2: think that's exactly <laughs> what happened. <laughs> oh man uh
5: so yeah i'm gonna give it grandmaster i'm I'm gonna go grandmaster i'm gonna go chef's kiss Um, and i need more umbarans we have the one that's like standing beside palpatine yes in episode three and she has some
2: background in vader the the most recent oh yeah she's badass she's Um, yeah she's 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 not a pushover bro
1: and there's a a there's an Umbaran that's in clone wars but um, I think the name is like me something. I for, I'm forgetting the, there, yeah. But there was an Umbar without, you know, space helmet and everything in the Clone Wars. So,
2: Char, what is your ranking?
1: Um, Well, you know, so you know how the Grandmaster is a chef's kiss. I'm going to one up you. I'm going to call it Dexter Jetster's Nerf Burgers.
2: Uh, okay what do you I... know what <laughs> That's do you know i just no no have to shout out orla <laughs> yeah orla jorani yeah orla jorani's an Umbaran as well right yeah yeah okay um I well will... what do you know i will i will give it a, a grandmaster uh it, it is it is one of the best arcs to to if you want to get somebody into it get them into the umbar arc like it's just it's 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 it's, it's interesting it's interesting. Uh, real quick, let's get into some Kenobi. I mean, Star Wars. I mean, Kenobi. I mean, Star Wars news. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it was released that Ewan in in Hayden. Decided to dive deep into, their, into the knowledge of Star Wars now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Ewan watched the nine films, but Hayden went farther. He watched the entire Clone Wars and also Rebels. My question, my, my question to all of you.
7: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket. Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell wherever and whatever you're selling. Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com/try. Go to shopify.com/try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. shopify.com/try. Paid actor portrayal
3: I didn't see it coming. Life can be so unpredictable. After losing my dad, it made me think about my family if something were to happen to me. The mortgage, car payments, and all the other bills. Even things like our annual summer vacation would be out of reach. I had heard about life insurance through Ethos and how easy it was to get coverage. They were right. I knew it was time to stop putting it off and get life insurance right now. I got on my computer and went to ethoslife.com. In just 10 minutes, I was covered. And boom, family protected.
2: What this does to for his character is Vader, and now he has reference of what is going to happen later down the line, and also what has happened in the Clone Wars. What are your thoughts of uh, of of Hayden specifically going deep diving into the Clone Wars and Rebels,
4: dude? That's why he's the goat, man. Yes, like straight up, like like there's not many actors that would go through and why like because Clone Wars is a Uh, extensive like you know if especially like you know i mean i know he's he likes star wars but like if you're just a kind of a casual person watching all that and then going and watching i think rebels is like five seasons four four seasons seasons. we'll be tackling
2: that here in a couple of months probably towards the end of august yeah that's just rebels rewatch
4: that's that's a lot that's just that's some dedication you know so nothing but respect
5: honestly no yeah i I call like partial BS because he's like, I did this for research. No, you enjoyed every <laughs> minute of it. This is
4: where the fun it, begins.
5: It was three AM. Your wife's like, "Hey, we need to get to bed," and he's like, I "Can't, honey. I'm doing research." <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, he's no. Also... I... no go ahead, Chuckle. Oh, it it, it, uh, it does make me really happy though because um, I think there there are some there are some differences between uh, matt lanter's um anakin and hayden christensen's from the film and i think if he can think about that the way because, cuz he also studied james earl jones and his speaking patterns and things like that mm-hmm. you know when he was doing anakin in the first place so the more knowledge he has the more you know impact he has that just helps him get into the mind of the character more you know we can watch we can have him and, and Obi Wan talking, but like from Hayden's perspective, if he hadn't watched it, Ahsoka never existed.
2: Yes,
5: but now we can have the meetup, and he's acting knowing that he also lost his, his padawan, and that's got to add some other stuff too. I just think there's a lot more depth. I like, no, that. yeah, absolutely. Eggy. I, I can miss some. Oh, go ahead, Eggy.
0: Oh, thank yay, thank you. No, I I read that and I was like, I it's just like Hayden. Like I love Hayden so much. He didn't have to fucking do this. Like he really didn't have to. Um, just his commitment to to coming back to this and just him coming back at all, you know, is just such a. It's so it's such a. It's such a moment for celebration. Um, I really hope he watched it with his daughter because his daughter's like i think like six or seven i think and so she's like the perfect age for that he's probably like that's me and she's like no it's not <laughs> <He's> <laughs> like, no, that's my character like i like imagining him explaining to her he's like,
2: better he's got better uh line to de- <laughs> deliv- delivering delivering dad and then it's like i had george lucas that's not my fault yeah
0: he's like look <laughs> you read that dialogue like you make <laughs> that work um but uh I think that it it also is I think the thing that really cements how we as a fandom feel about Vader now versus how we felt about him before we had the Clone Wars and Rebels and even the prequels is that Vader is such an interesting character because the metamorphosis that he's gone through his but also remaining the same because like when Vader was introduced he was the bad guy like okay. Bad guy, cool. Mm-hmm. He's kind of a robot, all right? And that's his kid, and he's sad about it. Cool. And he ne- not that like the original trilogy doesn't deliver on the emotionality of that. It does. I cry every time Vader dies. But it n- the way we view him now is so different because yeah, nice. the the weight that Darth Vader is carrying all the time, every waking moment of his life is um of his miserable life is uh so much more pronounced now because now like because now Hayden by watching all of this understands everything that Vader has lost it's even more than he originally thought and he's like oh I didn't just lose my wife and my kid my kid because he only thinks there's one right he's like I lost my Padawan I lost the clones I lost like everything has been taken from me And just, just like the thing that always gets me is just the knowledge. God, it's just like, and every time I think about it, it just makes me like, it just, it just makes me so uncomfortable. I don't know why, but like the idea that his like, just even him being alive is not voluntary. Like the suit breeds for him. And it's like, it's so like, I don't know. I have to like do some like internal sort of analysis on myself because that to me is so creepy and would, so disturbing.
2: You would hate the first like fifteen minutes of, of Lords of the Sith because oh, it's God. literally just him interflecting about how the the needles of the helmet like yes puncture yes. his head and like how he uses that to uh, tune himself into the dark side. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's insane. Well,
0: the suit, yeah, like it's like Palpatine made it to hurt yeah. him. It's painful yep. to be alive, and so like just like. I think that's going to bring so much more to the physicality of Hayden's performance because oh, yeah. it's just going to be like we, because it, it, even if you don't see it outright, we the like me as the viewer is going to watch Hayden's performance and know that he knows everything that's happened and just like, I don't know like that just, just by itself will give it more weight because it's not just like, oh, okay, I'm back in the costume cool, it's like, oh yeah. a lot's happened and it's all been terrible.
2: <laughs> no, yeah.
1: Char, what's your take? Well, I mean, here's the thing. So I'm just imagining Hayden Christensen watching uh, the Mortis arc and seeing uh, the sun give him the vision. And he's just like. (laughs) I was like. (laughs) But, yeah, the fact that he's diving so far into the character, not even just his own, but the animated one that came after him, it's just it's. It's relieving to see the dedication and the time that he's putting into the Vader and the Anakin that we're going to be seeing in Kenobi. And I'm just... Oh, man, it's... I, I'm i at a loss for words, because it's... We're, we're a month away. We're a month away from seeing this show. And it's... We're going to be seeing Hayden as Darth Vader, probably most likely as Anakin Skywalker as well. Yes. And just seeing rebels anakin too from that hologram of of when ahsoka was showing uh the phoenix squadron about who her former master was yeah and um (laughs) i'm just i'm i bet that he's feeling the same emotion that we had when we were watching those episodes so i'm i'm excited to see how he's able to implement those parts of that character into yes. the Kenobi show and yeah. every show that he will appear in. Um, going afterwards. forward. So Ahsoka, who will most likely, we're going to be seeing him in Ahsoka. Um, and I'm not sure what other show we'll be seeing him in, but there's going to be a few moments we're going to be seeing him. And it's going to be great knowing that he did his homework.
2: No, yeah, absolutely. I, I can't wait. It gives him more weight. It gives him more direction. It gives him things to think about when he is acting out. When he is acting these scenes, it, Deborah Chow is probably picking his brain, or he's she. He's probably picking her brain because I'm sure she's watched it. Like it's gonna be fantastic. Um, the last thing we will talk about because we are running a little bit long is this beauty right here. My God, Do, you I... cannot. You cannot tell me that that doesn't get you if this doesn't get you get you excited i don't know you're alive
0: (laughs) i i thought this was fan art when i first saw it and i was like oh wow that's so cool like you know like oh the fans are so creative and then i found out it was the official artwork and i was like what yes what yes this is is, oh my god like this is licensed like i get oh man it looks absolutely it's like this is like it, the epi- the epitome of you know the Lucasfilm film knows what the fans want you know and and don't get me wrong i i don't want this show to be six episodes of like obi-wan and invader Darth- like like that's not like like together want- what i mean is like i want interesting character work for obi-wan by himself yeah. i want to see other characters i'm very excited i'm like weirdly excited to see joel egerton back as lars i i I don't know. I I, I like Joel Egerton as an actor, and I was like, oh, he's Lars. Um, I'm excited to kind of see that, and and I'm excited to see new stuff. Like, I'm excited mm-hmm. to see new stuff. I want new stuff too, but like, I can't wait to see this too. This like ugh, hype. My God, the hype.
2: Uh, Max, your thoughts? I mean,
4: dude, it's just seeing them back together, like on screen again. It's like I I grew up with the prequels, and seeing like how much like. The um they did get like a lot of hate, you know, like during the prequel era. And it's just there's something so wholesome about like everybody that grew up with the prequels, and like it shows that there's like more people who like really loved the prequels and really loved how they portrayed both of their roles because they're just getting so much support now. You know, like Hayden's like everybody's like crazy about Hayden coming back, and of course everybody loves you and his Obi Wan. So it's just man, I mean, this art is extremely amazing and i i'm super hyped for it and i just like it's just there's something super wholesome about like just the the love that they're like the fandom is giving to them you know
2: i yeah i i i literally and and if y'all have seen have you if y'all have seen the first trailer and our reaction to it like literally i i wasn't as bad in tears when i saw this on twitter but i did tear up because like this is this is this is my Star Wars like this is what I grew up with and to see these two guys like get another chance another crack at these characters and I mean Chaco grew up was a little bit he's a little older than than, than, than me and char but like he remembers where when when it wasn't cool to like the prequels you know what I mean yep same it's same, same with eggy yeah um Chaco your thoughts on this art and like just the promotion the promotion like what what does this do for you? Uh, well, I, I
5: mean, it's it's exactly it's exactly like you said. This art is Star Wars. I grew up. There was the original trilogy. Yes. And this piece of garbage that everyone hates, and like no one's ever gonna like it, and the story is bad, and who cares about politics and all this stuff? And I'm like, but I but I like it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I I I love it. You know. But it was always very two separate things. You're a Star Wars fan or you're a prequels fan, right? You can't be both. This image is both. This image is Darth Vader. We even have a little red tint to to the eyepieces. Yes. On A New Hope. Uh, although his paint job is a lot better, uh, it, we, <laughs> that mask hadn't been buffed
3: yet. Le- you know less fingerprints. yeah,
5: yes, yeah. Less yeah finger it, finger it. It, <laughs> well, I think
2: well, it, it's funny because what Element says. Uh, it's funny because that's the same Vader helmet from Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Um. So I mean, it, and I mean, how are they going to incorporate that? Because it's it's five years before Rebels. His appearance in Rebels, and it, it's just going to. I I just. Yeah. Choco, go Sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go oh, ahead.
5: no, that's that's fine. I just I just love how. How it's it's blended and now it is Star Wars. Yes. And and that's what we're seeing is this 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 marriage, this yes. beautiful thing. And hopefully yes. uh, his Vader suit is made of, of a material where he can raise his arms. That.
3: I, I see.
2: He I couldn't do uh, that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. I think what what the biggest thing is when these two fight because they will fight, and I you can call me a moron, but it's gonna happen. You don't Kathleen Kennedy doesn't come out in 2020 and say that we're gonna see the rematch of the century. Like you don't just come out and tell me that they're gonna have a force fight. Like they're gonna they're gonna cross blades, and this just proves it to me. Like I I knew this was gonna happen a, a long time ago, but we are going to get the consequences of this fight and it's going to mirror what happens in a new hope why the fighting style is the way it is i think there's going to be stuff that happens to both obi-wan and and anakin it's anakin slash vader because they are the same person screw you char um <laughs> uh th- that it's just it's gonna make sense this show is going to make sense Continuity-wise, if they didn't if they didn't want to ruin continuity, this show wouldn't exist. There's so many open parts in the original trilogy that can be pointed at. Oh well, this isn't the first time that they've met since Revenge of the Sith. I mean, yeah. it's true, because I mean, the biggest one to me is Revenge of, uh, Return of the Jedi. Obi Wan, what's long as you do? But show me where that scene in, in the entire saga. He never thought that
5: and so it's, what's funny is like you see the content i make where i explain like basic stuff in the sequels and i i used to do the same exact thing because people didn't like that revenge of the sith judy
3: was boring hello then judy discovered jumbacasino.com
5: it's my little escape
3: now judy's the life of the party
5: oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon
3: whoa take it easy judy <laughs>
5: Broke canon because it didn't show those scenes, and you're like, just because it didn't show them doesn't mean they didn't happen. Like just because it doesn't, your head head canon is this. It didn't break anything, but your personal head canon, and that's okay.
2: Yeah, yeah. Just, just,
5: just let it go. Just let this wash over you. Enjoy (laughs) it, and we'll discuss it afterwards.
2: Oh man, (laughs) I I just I can just tell you right now, like it's I wait. I, I can't Luke's wait for about to a,
0: is about to be a menace, dude. I, <laughs> hey,
2: this is my fucking Joker, and I don't give a damn. All right, like I am like that. When this was announced, I was like, "Fuck yes, we're getting this." Because Obi Wan is a big like factor into into me growing up, and so is Anakin. So it's like I get to see these two okay. things, and, and 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 we get to see the prequel actors get some fucking love, you know, like they get, they get another chance with a, with Deborah Chow, who is, who has done great directing in both Mandalorian uh, season one and season two that she did. Mm -hmm. Like the, I just, I have so much hope and, and so much like, I am excited for the show because of what I think the possibilities could be. Yeah. It's,
0: it's, it's the older that I get like it's weird because like, and it's so it's so weird to feel this way, but like I like I, I really feel like people my age, like fans, my age, are kind of becoming like the keepers of like like the experiences in a way. like it, like it's like we're be- we're becoming like elders in a way because <laughs> we remember all this. like I remember when there were no prequels. I the Phantom Menace came out when I was nine, but I remember. I remember when it was only the OG trilogy and that's all we had. And that, and I loved it and I loved, um, I loved the Phantom Menace. I mean, I was the perfect age when the Phantom Menace came out. Oh, yeah, I, was, I was the perfect age. And then when I loved Attack of the Clones, but I, I've never revealed this. I've never revealed my descent uh, into evil. No, I'm joking. No, when when revenge of the sith came out i was 15 so i was an asshole because every 15 year old is an asshole and um and i like i remember hating it like you know and uh, to be fair i did not i was i didn't i wasn't online like when i was an early teen all that much like and the internet was a very different place
6: yeah but um
0: yeah right like there really (laughs) wasn't that like you if you had the internet it was still kind of like oh you have the internet you know it wasn't something that was (laughs) in everybody's house um but like i remember not liking it and being like this is stupid you know and now granted I never told anyone they were dumb for liking it. And I never argued with people. Like I was just like, no, this is, this is bad. And again, that was it, you know, but I never, and I kind of went, stepped away from the fandom for a year, for a couple of years. It wasn't until, I mean, I guess for a full decade in a way, it wasn't until the force awakens was announced that I really kind of went back in and I started re kind of, I mean, I, I like, I liked, I grew to like the revenge of the Sith, and I love revenge of the Sith now. Mm -hmm. Um, and I grew to really, really, like, appreciate the prequels as an adult. Like, I really loved them when I was a kid, but, like, I grew to appreciate them so much as an adult. But it, like, um... But there was a point in my life where I I did, I was one of those people that was like, yeah, yeah like, I guess the prequels aren't good or whatever. And now I'm like, shut up. You're an asshole because like, you're 15 and you're an asshole. <laughs> like, God, I, I, I was such a little shithead. I was like, I don't even like Star Wars anymore. I'm watching anime now. Like, I was like, wow, I was so cool.
6: Like, so,
0: so cool, you guys. Um, But I always yeah. say this, like and that's why like when like the sequ- when people do with all the sequel hate and they're like it- I- the only thing that i get really cagey about with with people is when the youngins who grew up with the prequels are like, you know, the, the, the sequels get so much more hate than the prequels, and I want to grab them by their little dumb throats and be like, <laughs> You are an idiot, and you have no fucking idea what you're talking about. Like, you do not, like, your mom's calling you for dinner, Gary. Like, you, you, you shut the fuck up. Like, no, you know, you do not know. You do not know because you just walked with these and liked them by yourself in your living room. Like, this was not how they were received. Like the this the, the fandom ruined Jake Lloyd's life. It ruined Ahmed Ahmed Best's life. Hayden Christensen left the industry. The fact that he's even doing the Kenobi show, you should be think you should be going to church every fucking day that he's doing this. Like because he <laughs> does not if he's like no fuck this, I'd be like, yeah, that's totally I get fair. that. I get. Totally yeah, fair. yeah. Yeah. The fact that he's coming back is a miracle. Um yeah. And I totally understand why other actors don't like this is such a tangent. I'm sorry. I no, like, you're I, fine. I, I do understand why it's some pop actors, off, ladies. Pop off. <laughs> pop off. I've already popped. <laughs> I've already exploded. <laughs> like, but like I do understand why some actors do kind of display do hold the Star Wars fan like the St- Star Wars that they did it like at an arm's length I get it because yes. Natalie Portman is 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 kind of like that like she's like that's a project I did and I'm happy I did it but like here's this other stuff I'm doing you know Adam Driver's like that you know oh I'm happy I did it here's this other stuff I'm doing because yeah. the fandom is so fickle and it is so yes. combative, and um, the fact that there are some people that don't want to be defined by this, I totally understand. But I'm so happy they're coming back, and I can't believe this show's happening. Yep, I can't believe it's happening. Yep. I, I'm so I'm so excited to see what we're gonna get because I love Hayden and Ewan so much. I love the prequels so much, and I'm just yep. I'm so excited.
2: Yep. Uh, that is a good way to end this episode. Uh, thank you guys for all coming on. Eggie, we'll start with you since you were on the tangent. Uh, uh, where can the good people follow you on the social medias?
0: Well, first I want to ask if Max has anything else to add. Do you have any thoughts you want to add about Kenobi Max?
4: Uh, man, I just can't wait.
0: Mm. That's
4: I mean, straight up. (laughs) I mean, I, I grew up with, uh, very much like, I think I'm, I'm, I might be a little bit younger. Than some of you guys but like i grew up with the prequels too mm-hmm. and you know i i had to go through like what you were saying a lot of like the uh the hate that the prequels got yeah. and um you know just being turned off by so many people hating it and stuff like that and it's it's just nice to see like kind of like the turnaround where we're all just like oh that stuff wasn't so bad and there's like more of us who actually like the prequels than the loud mouths who are just like oh you suck you know hate and suck you know and all that stuff so yeah. I'm, man i'm just man it's good time it's a good time to be a Star Wars fan point blank just mm-hmm. it's a good time yep absolutely
0: Oh, oh, okay, good. I just wanted to make sure that you got your piece in because I was like, I think I've been shouting for six minutes. Um, <laughs> no, anyway. I, well said, well said. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I miss Eggy. Uh, you can find me on TikTok at Miss Eggy uh, and Miss Eggy twenty eight on Twitter. Um, and yeah, guys, I I am so excited for the show. I can't wait. I can't wait for Brotherhood to coming out later yes. this year. Yes. Um, later that month.
2: Well, it comes yeah. out here
0: in the next two two weeks, three weeks. It's going to be such great prepping for the Kenobi show because you're going to, like, see them, like, at their yes. peak relationship and then, like, at, like, their not-so-peak relationship. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I'm so excited to see to, – to read that. But thanks so much for having me on, guys. This was such a blast. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Max, it was so nice meeting you. Um, likewise, likewise. Yes. And uh, yeah, I mean anytime, have me back anytime. And Brandon, oh, so good yeah. to see you after so long. <laughs> yeah. We did a podcast together yesterday. <laughs>
2: um uh I feel like we need to go to Chaco then next after 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 that one. Where can where can the good people follow you? Yeah, um Darth
5: Chaco on TikTok, Darth uh Darth.chaco on Instagram, Darth Chaco7 on Twitter, Darth Chaco on YouTube. Um and have the high ground podcasts which uh, my headphone just uh, unplugged itself so y'all can hear me but I can't hear anything um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah high ground podcast is goes live Wednesdays at 5:30 p.m. Pacific time and uh, diet in the force with element seven who is in the chat right now So and it is a great show. This is also a great show. Thank you so much for having me. You will also see me defending the title belt on the Pod Ones Trivia um, Tournament Extravaganza. And I'm not even going to be able to plug this back in. Um, <laughs> God damn it. Um, yeah, this is just it's, – it's super fun. This is the – like you said, this is the best time to be a Star Wars fan. We're getting so yeah. much content and amazing content, and we're getting it in different facets. We're not waiting years between films anymore, yeah. and we're getting some real – it's, uh, Star stories inspired this current generation of creators in the film industry, yes. and those people are now getting to come back and work on Star Wars for Love. I can't wait to see what happens when, you know, Ewan McGregor was, was already an actor, he was already talented, so having George Lucas just yell, shouter, uh, louder and more intense, faster, you know, like that those types of notes that don't help humans, yeah. like, Mm-hmm. If you've gone through the acting training, you can work around it. Not everyone had that. So yeah. sorry, Jake. Um, yeah. But I, I can't wait to see what these more seasoned versions of these actors can do with an actual with with an uh, director, I mean, act, actors director. director. Yeah. No, there's no 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 shade to George Lucas. He's one of the greatest. Like universe builders of all times Mm -hmm. but the the people (laughs) not (laughs) not so not so much with the people i can't wait and i can't wait to hang out with all of you guys at star wars celebration uh hopefully you'll be coming there too max and hopefully you'll be making an appearance
2: on the high ground soon anyways thank you max where can the good people follow you
4: um so i'm on uh tiktok instagram and twitter you can follow me at pmp's underscore den you can you guys can see it like i i think you can see like the name right here yep so and P- i've got
2: it down at the bottom as well so
4: okay cool yeah so that's uh my tiktok my instagram and my uh twitter i'm probably on instagram the most and tiktok so if you guys want to interact with me that's the best um and then you can find me on my youtube channel pmp's den of antiquities where i do a uh, podcast called the star wars perspective podcast where i bring on uh just every star Wars fan from across the galaxy and just have them tell their unique star Wars story. Um, I also do like reviews and breakdowns, funny skits, and I have a 3d printing business. So I do a lot of like star Wars, 3d prints and stuff like that. So if you guys are interested in that, uh, come check me out and, um, I'll, I'll leave it at this. Thank you guys for having me on. I'm super yeah, yeah. excited to meet all you guys. Cause like I, um, the whole purpose of me kind of doing this is a selfish reason, Uh, not not this podcast just being in in star wars in general yeah it's because i want more star wars fans man like that's like the it's never enough i want i want to have more friends just to nerd out with so thank you guys for having me on and no, yeah um, that's not selfish at all
0: it's wholesome
2: (laughs) no yeah absolutely char where can the good people follow you on the social medias Good people. You can find me on
1: TikTok at CharCharJ as seen right here, and you can find me here at the Pod Wands podcast every Thursday night at 7 o'clock Central Standard Time as we are covering our Clone Wars rewatch and you will see more of Luke and I throughout the week with our Pod Wands Trivia Tournament. Be ready for those uh, episodes coming in the near future.
2: Yep, yep. You can follow us at the Pod Ones podcast on TikTok, Pod Ones pod on Instagram, and... Uh, Pod Ones Podcast on Twitter. Uh, the next match might be coming sooner than expected, but keep to the uh social medias for uh, all of those updates. I'd say uh, you're here sooner than expected. <laughs> yeah. so we got a uh, winner of uh Kier and Bucky. Uh, that was the first match. Uh, the second match was the uh, was Element uh, defeating uh, Xanatos 1138. So the next match you will be seeing is Cartoon D2 versus Star Wars Lawyer. Um, and that will be the next match. Uh, winner of that uh, will take on the winner of Element and Earth. And then we will also see um Buffy versus the one seed Brook B Dazzler. Ooh. But I'm and when then, and when are
0: these when are these um trivia? When when is that uh airing? Uh so
2: uh he probably said ed- it. I'm sorry. Herith, no, Harith is editing as we okay. speak each match, so it's kind of hit or miss. Uh, okay, okay, got Uh it. So, but uh, we Shh. keep 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 your eyes locked on all of our social media. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll we'll let you all know. Um, but uh, that's gonna be it for the episode uh, for, for life.
1: We are all the Republic.
2: And made the force.
1: Always look, you're lagging really bad, but see <laughs> you guys. <laughs> <laughs>